I feel deeply disillusioned <laughs> and also free. And we are off. Oh. Welcome to episode 24 of the Kindness Economy podcast. That's a thing. Where we explore doing business from the heart outward. And we explicitly discuss the costs associated with things that people don't really think about. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about the costs of exaggeration. I'm super excited to talk about it. We're also going to, I'm going to talk about how to make bad art <laughs> and um, making friends. Oh. So today I'm going to talk about the cost of my work on my body. We're going to talk about periods because some of life us, has them. Yeah, some of us have them. Mm. Uh, going to talk about more around the uh, the conversations and the things that are coming up as a result of the increases in clients that I've had lately. Fun. Yeah. So how are you doing? Huh. <laughs> uh. I'm just gonna jump right in with the periods. Do it. I I think I'm in perimenopause. I say I think I'm in perimenopause because I don't know for certain. It's just that things are different. Uh, the same way you don't know when you're an adolescent, aside from just the number on the right. calendar. Like, oh, you're 10 now, you're oh, in you're range. 11. Yeah, you're in a range, so you're. this is your state. So I'm in the range for perimenopause, and it's like, okay, and I'm starting to get these weird symptoms where it's like, ah, oh, my period used to be like clockwork, and now it's kind of like clockwork. Not quite like clockwork. It's a clunky clock. Yeah, it, I gotta wind it occasionally. I feel you, I sincerely feel like, you, carry on. I, I think I've talked before about the joy of the night sweats, like waking up in the puddle and that, like peeling this layer of water off of your body. Um, there have been like more day sweats visiting me. I've become, yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. want that. It's coming, it's coming. I'm, so, oh. I'm starting to get the day sweats. I carry a fan with me. I'm, I am that auntie. Uh, I have started the getting- The neck battery operated? No, 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 like the hand fan that ah. you can do the flick with the wrist and then just oh, kind of sit there, and there. Oh yeah. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna put some attitude behind it. Respect. Um, I've started getting, I've become aware of, and I attribute this to meditation, but I have become aware of vicious, vicious mood swings. Hmm. Like that is, it's very real and I've observed them. And sometimes I've observed them from a bit of a distance of myself, like, oh, don't say that to you. Oh, 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 you're gonna have to do some making up behind that one. You gotta clean up some, clean uh, up on L3. Yeah, and then uh, other times I've, observed myself in the moment like closer in and been able to reel it in like i'm gonna go for a walk right now because that just seems like the smart thing to do so that's just been an adventure kind of learning that sort of wave and it feel i mean i've heard some people call it second puberty and oh my god they're not kidding this is kind of weird no i'm experiencing the extreme night sweats i am experiencing a like clunkiness to my former I feel like I just figured it out I just figured out how the stuff worked yeah and now it's, it's like, like now I switch. don't <laughs> it's like when you're in the skating rink and you just get down going clockwise and they're like counterclockwise and you're like oh shit that's a completely different turn oh god my other ankle's going what <laughs> right yes yeah so that that mm, mm. 
I'm having feelings. Having feelings. <laughs> Self-care for me is, um, I'm still with a shoulder, mm-hmm. but I'm getting it treated. It's getting better. Mm. Um, there's been a lot of stuff happening in my family. I'm not at liberty to discuss all of it, but some of it is I'm taking over some of my grandmother's care. Um, and there's just like that part where you hit and your elders are getting old and shit's fucked up. And like um, somebody got a really hard diagnosis. Mm. Um, and that was, that was really hard. I can't, I wish I could get into more details of that. Um, the thing uh, for the the way it impacts family, it's forcing me to deal with my shit, which I actually appreciate. In the mm. ah, I was really enjoying kicking this can. <laughs> nope. Me and this can, we have, have a, a relationship. We know what's happening. Ooh, that peaked the that peaked the mixer. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, me and this can, we're kicking it. <laughs> dad jokes um so i appreciate that and i'm going to be able to get into more of you know the details of what that actually means later but um mm. right now family is really demanding a lot of my time mm-hmm. and at a minimum it's looking like i'm going to start spending twice a week with grandma okay and just making more time to be with her yeah Go um grandma. yeah yeah family is a thing it's a thing. And the the thing with interacting with my children right now, I figured out something with one of my kids where they just create drama. <laughs> they like make up a monster behind a curtain and create drama. And I can feel it. Like I'm so sensitive to them because I spend so much time with them. Like I can feel it when you're faking, bro. <laughs> like I know you think you know what's happening right now, but like I can feel it when you're faking. And I was just getting mad because like you're triggering my emotional response for nothing. Like you're getting me all up in my feels for a non-problem right now. And I can literally see where he does it in a scripted way to get a response from the audience. And I respect that. That's what I mean, we do. That's, that's the job. That's a lot of marketing and getting a job and finding housing and he's finding a mate involves marketing and communicating in a specific kind of way and understanding how these things work. I get that he's doing a thing. I've put it into the context of like the boy who cried wolf. Okay. And now he gets it and he's not. Ah. I was able to do the, the boy who cried wolf story and I say, look, when you get the emotional like that and there's not a problem, it makes it feel like I am always on, and now I never know when you really need me. Mm-hmm. So I need you to start to, you know, is this something you can take care of yourself? Because that's your job. And when you, you wait till you really need me, buddy. And it's like working. Yeah. Oh God, it's amazing. And where the other one, it was just like, I'm gonna scream every time you come in the room. Like, that was pretty brutal. This one is just like, I wanna kill my brother. I wanna kill you, I'm gonna rip your face off. 
You can try. I mean, you know, it's funny. When you come back with that, it's unhelpful. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I did that. I, d I did a lot of that escalation. Uh, yeah. And it's a funny thing when you're teaching your kids to please don't escalate, that the compliments that I've received from the teacher and the grandma, that my children know the word escalation, <sighs> presumably their parent that taught them this very hard word also understands the do not escalate. So no, you do not go head to head with your five-year-old. Oh. I know okay, it doesn't. Point. Yeah, it's just when you point. raise your fists up at me, it's cute. When you do it at a five-year-old, it's not as cute. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm peeking see, again. That's is, okay. That's in the mixer. That's yeah, good. This is why I don't have kids. I'll be the first one to say that. <laughs> it's good to know yourself. Good to know yourself. Okay. <laughs> now the the other part with the self-care that I was going to talk about was the cost of work on my body, like the cost to my body. Like you're writing checks somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> that my ass may or may not be able to cash. Mm -hmm. um, no, like I go to, I go to a gym. I work with trainers. I have been now for over a year, like close to a year and a half. Um, and it is something that I think is worthwhile. It has been helpful for my mental well-being, but it's also been really helpful for my physical well-being. And for me, it dawned on me, I use my body for work. I lift heavy items and put them back down again. I carry equipment up and down stairs. I do all these things. And the way that I do this physical labor has changed and been impacted by the training I've done. Like I, I find that I lift differently. I've been taught how to lift things better. Yeah, and now like I, like I get my Kill. butt down get, get your butt down your hips proud chest like all that sort knees of thing. out mm -hmm. like put you know push through your feet all that good stuff and it's all been super educational and very helpful and has helped me stay injury free for a physically demanding job but because of the way self-care is uh, kind of not frowned upon, but sort of like, oh, how cute, how frivolous, it's so adorable. It's so novel. Yeah, it's like, no, wait, no, wait, wait. I mean, yes, going to the gym is self-care, but actually going to the gym and maintaining my well-being is a cost, blah, is a cost for me to conduct my, pra my business practice. It is something that helps me in my work. And it's not that I'm trying to justify it through the lens of productivity, like, oh, this thing helps me with my work, therefore it is valuable or anything like that. But just putting that sort of lens on it changes the perception of it. Just saying it was like, oh, oh. And becoming aware of that shift, like, oh, this is, this is a cost. This is something that is helping me in my work. Oh, now I'm looking at it completely different. What's up with that? Like, I'm very curious about that. Well, it's probably, I mean, it feels like it's easier to commit to it as a part of your business overhead versus the thing that you commit to for your own sake. Mm-hmm. So there, there's like multiple things at play with it where it's, you do the things for someone else more before you do the thing for yourself. Oh, yeah. That's just sort of the Demo. way things, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I but mean, most that, of us are obligers. Like, that's the 40% of us. I know, I know. Obligers run the world. That's how it goes. I mean, obligers run the world, and most of them are just women. Like... Mm. Mm. But that that is a cost. That is something that needs to be taken into consideration, whether I look at it from a uh, cost standpoint from work or a cost standpoint from my own personal availability of spoons. Mm -hmm. Either way, there's a cost there. You have to have a spoon factory. What I wouldn't give for a spoon factory. I mean, but the gym is sort of like my spoon factory. Yes. That's, I mean, and and I'm really excited to get back into it, but I'm also excited to correct the movement problem that I've had, where Mm -hmm. part of the problem that I have is I move with the front of my shoulder instead of using the actual shoulder which puts it up in the front in that rotator cuff place that a lot of people get a lot of injuries it's Mm -hmm. like a thing that we do Mm -hmm. and fixing that is more important than no that lifting heavy items like being able to move correctly Mm -hmm. but it's yeah the gym is sort of that place that you go to in the video game where you get your little hearts back yes at least for me it's one of the places (laughs) like you can also go to sleep yeah you get some hearts it's a classic rpg move you just go to bed Go to sleep now. And get all your hearts back. Yeah. There's just not a mental health part of that game where you're like, oh, actually, your mental spoons, instead of it being like hearts, it's just like little graphic spoons. spoons. And then like they eat away every time you have a like stressful interaction. You have oh. to like go to therapy to get your to replenish your spoons. That would be a great video game. Kind of, uh, yeah, I would play the fuck out of that video you gotta game. You got to learn how to do this. It's okay. It's okay. We all need variants on it. So speaking but, of learning how to do a thing. Yeah. Uh, my kids in kindergarten, and I'm noticing a thing. One of the things that God view does for me is it gives me a super broad view of a bunch of stuff, and then I can see holes. And the hole that I'm seeing right now is the hole in our education system. So the hole in education right now, my, my kids in kindergarten, a bunch of new kids hit in kindergarten, and what happens for these kids is they're in preschool and while they're in preschool as well, they like kick on the concept of friends. And they're surrounded by a bunch of people that are a year older or a year younger than them. And they all kind of do the same stuff. And it's really easy. It's like automatic that they make friends. Then they hit kindergarten and they don't have very many friends coming over from their preschool. And school never teaches you how to make friends. They teach you numbers and letters and all this stuff, and that's great. But like the reason that I teach a freaking flirting class is because school doesn't really teach you social skills, and it's like a huge important part of our lives. Mm. And like all these kids, like hidden kindergarten, and they're like, "How do I make friends?" And no one knows, and no one's teaching them. And the answer, dear listeners, is that. You ask people, you introduce yourself. So you know how to, you have to know your name and know how to say, hi, my name is. What's their name? Remember the answer. That's an important The important skills here are listening and remembering important things. And the most important thing you can learn about another person is their name, what they want to be called. Mm -hmm. Then you ask them, what's your favorite toy? You ask them, what's your favorite book? You ask them, what's your favorite game? If it's a game that sounds fun to you, 
ask them if they can play it with you. If it's a book that you have, talk to them about it. Ask them questions about it. If it sounds interesting, if anything in their answer sounds interesting, you can ask them more questions about it. And again, it's important to listen to the answers. <laughs> Finding common interests is the first step. Because then you can just sit there babbling about whatever the, you know, game is. That's how we make friends. And it's actually really simple. But, but no one sits down and tells you. And so, like, I get to ask them if they tried their lines today. Oh, I get to ask them if they tried to make friends today. I get to tell the other parents who are also like, my kid is freaking out because they don't know how to make friends. They just want to know how to make friends. And they keep telling me about the alphabet. <sighs> well, this is how you make friends. Now, the listening part is the hard part, honestly. You can say your lines. Remembering their name and what those associated answers for this person are it takes is a the minute. hard part. That takes a minute. But that's the game. And the important part of the game, in addition to the listening, is the increasing your comfort with rejection. Because not all the same, no, no one has the same, all of the same interests as you. There are lots of things to be interested in the world, and there's no way to possibly be interested in all of the same things. So if somebody is talking about something that you don't find very interesting, say thank you for sharing and find something else to do. And when you invite people to play your games and they don't want to play your games, say thank you for thank you for letting me know. And go make sure we have plenty of games that we can play by ourselves. Yeah. But that's it. I figured maybe somebody else might want to know that if their kids are starting school. That's useful information. God damn, we're all freaking out right now. Oh, there are a lot of freaking out parents right now. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to speak to that really quickly. No, that's hella useful. Um, and I think it's break time. Yeah. Round two. Here and we this go. Time <gasps> I'm so time excited for the numbers. numbers. Once a month numbers. Oh, <laughs> I'm stoked. Um, so everything is amazing. These are amazing numbers. Last month, for the month of August, we had 464 downloads, which is almost 15 downloads a day. It's like 14.96, which is technically a rounding up, but literally the conversation today is about exaggeration, so I'm just going to be clear. Be and precise. Precise. And it's almost 15. A day. A day. A day. Thank you, listeners. Welcome. All of you. Welcome. Like, we love you all. I am so pumped that you're enjoying this content. I am honored that and, you're listening. Um, the other <laughs> thing we did, as far as like a logistics-y thing for us, is right. I added a second, second preamp. God damn you, future. <sighs> I didn't think I was going to need two preamps. I was like, I'm going to buy this new preamp, and then I won't need the old preamp, but apparently not. And that's a little bit like of the conversation <laughs> you're hearing about us mentioning the sound wave and how it sounds and how it looks is that um, the gain structure has been changed 
and uh, gain structure is a technical term because I'm an AV nerd and a professional. <laughs> um, volume equals gain. And in order for you to get good volume out of your system, when you have a complex audio system, you need to make sure what's called gain structure is you set the volume for each component starting from the microphones, going down the signal path to the output. In this case, our computer that records the sound wave. So you need Just to make sure you're maximizing the boost of audio all the way up the signal path so that your clean audio doesn't have a bunch of background bullshit happening. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. And um, we really were pushing the sound system that we had and I just wanted to add some more power to it and I was hoping I'd get more than I got, but it's still improved. We got a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot. These and I bought hot. it on eBay. eBay, I saved like 80 bucks buying it on eBay. I got it on eBay. And um, like a commercial right there. <laughs> I don't like buying new stuff because it's all professional gear. It should be able to get passed Somewhere. down for a while. And that's like all, like our numbers are amazing and the gear got updated. Yeah. And I am so stoked. Um, I want to quickly, yeah, like everything for the first 30 days, we still haven't gotten anything over 50 downloads for any episode in the first 30 days. So I guess okay. that's now like my new the next goal is we've gotten up to 49. The next whale to chase. That is my my <laughs> Moby Dick on the horizon. All right. Like doing um, the thing. That's my stuff. What do you got? Yeah, me. Huh. Work is, wow. Uh, that And that's even the note says work is wow i am getting all kinds of new clients with all kinds of different situations and each one is really exciting and novel i'm loving this shit um like where the hell do i start i'll i'll, I'll use yesterday as an example actually because yes yesterday was a little complicated i was going to have the event right and nobody signed up for it i threw a party no one came now that happens. If it, I I am I was prepared for that possibility. If the location were Oakland, I would have gone through with it. Right. But because the location was San Francisco, I canceled it. Because fuck that bridge. Fuck that bridge. Not worth it. Oh mm -hmm. god, no. Um but in doing that, I freed up a huge chunk of time in the afternoon. So in the morning, I was going to, to do a client intake. I had so many client intakes this week, oh my God. Um, but the one I did yesterday, I go in and wind up talking a lot about the, um, the psychology of what I do. That's just sort of how the conversation went. And it wound up uh, serving me well, it got, the client to understand a lot of how I work and how I approach my work and appreciate that it's not just about the things, but like looking at the behavioral change that she's aiming to have happen in her home. So dealing like, with people. Mm, definitely dealing with people and the way they think and the way they move through the world. And like one of my maxims that I've told her was uh, any system, any organizational system that you come up with is only as effective as the least organized person using it. Remember that one. <laughs> and in the absence of your thing, I was I was 
coordinating with a friend of mine to organize my kitchen and laundry room and whatever. Yes. And um, she actually wants to do more organizing. So I would really like to know more about, like I want I want to push you to deconstruct what you do. Yeah. And the thing I said last week about raising your prices, man, fuck all that. Like yeah. just train an army. <laughs> do that. Okay, I mean, I can deconstruct what I do. It'll and there's take a already minute, a market for it. it. There's the, the, the Marie Kondo has a training program. Yeah, that's more like just licensing to use her name if you look at the program itself. I know. But, like, but the, you could actually beef do the thing. I could, oh, I could do the thing. Yeah. That's another thing. That's like, another thing. I'll get there. I'll get there at yeah, some point. Yeah, yeah. But, like, but like, that's a thing that we can easily market to as well because the people who have taken the training for the Marie Kondo thing are going to have like Marie Kondo and then we can advertise your course directly to them. Uh, oh, oh, ooh. Okay. For some like $20 a week shit. Maybe 40 now because the cost of these ads are going up because that's they the are. way fucking that's how it goes. supply and demand works. <sighs> race, racing, it's all a race. But that's what um, I want for you. Like making more things, mm -hmm. training an army. Mm -hmm. Creating minions, open-hearted, kind minions. Mm -hmm. I would helping be, people. I would be down training for more to kind people, people to help people, like training people to be kind. Mm -hmm. But the uh, having that conversation kind of primed me, and I was in this interesting headspace. And then once I canceled the class, um, I get a phone call. I just happened to park the car as I was going around dropping things off for friends. Um, parked the car the phone rang I picked it up right away and it was another client and was basically like can we meet today actually yes we can so I met with her yesterday afternoon uh, and it was interesting because we wound up having a conversation about therapy and how a lot of what I do parallels it and, mm -hmm. and intersects with it. Right. Um, but I'm not a therapist. I don't diagnose. Right. I don't prescribe. I'm right, not, and you're not allowed to say that you could even do anything like that because there's a legit there's a liability. Legit, yeah, and that, that is not where I'm going or what I want at all. Um, and there's a whole nother rant about protectionism that I'm not mm. going to do right now. Next time. That's well, next, some other time, time. next time. Um, but in having this conversation about the way I'm able to structure my practice about things, but actually come into people's lives and help them in ways that kind of branch off of the things and the relationships with them, um, makes it made me feel better about what I'm doing and the choices I'm making for myself and for my practice. And that, like, it's it's a really nice. good, sweet spot. And, like, the other thing I kind of realized in canceling the class was, like, no, I, I'm picking up all these clients over in Oakland and over in, like, my neck of the woods. The people I'm talking to are over there. Yeah. So that is where I should be physically talking to people. So don't let I mean, San Francisco dazzle you. Yeah. It's full so of that shit. was that was also like a big it really is. <laughs> but that was also a big takeaway from the whole experience yesterday. It was this weird kind of in, like roller coaster where it's like, oh I feel like I failed in some kind of way, but I've discovered this really awesome thing, but oh I'm not doing the thing I said I was gonna do. But hey, you had all this other awesome stuff happen. 
like ooh, yeah. that's a ride. But I like it, and I'm appreciating it. I'm appreciating where I am now with it. And uh, and next month, I haven't set the date yet. I need to do that quickly. Um, but next month, I am going to do an in-person class in Oakland. So, for those of you who are in the Bay and are willing to come across the bridge into Oakland, I'm good. I mean, most of them are already over there. <laughs> all right, I know, I know, we're all over there. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna start to go down that path and do the regular monthly jam. My goal next year is to do one live event a month. Nice. It's terrifying. Yes. My gut bubbled just saying that out loud. Yes. So, I loved going in that direction. Yeah. So the that gut uh, turning direction. Yeah. So the fact that my gut went bloop, bloop, means like, all right, I guess that's a thing I should be doing. Validation comes in many forms. It really does. Listen to your body. Listen to your Listen body. to your body, people. Okay. The next thing for me right now is bad art. And it goes totally into the exaggeration game and the cost of exaggeration and the cost of the over-polished marketing game. And in fairness, mm. like I was with my, with my coaching clients, I was pushing this early as well. And something suddenly I'm like, oh, like I've had this huge epiphany about what social media is and it's social. Right, but what the fuck does that mean? We forgot. It's okay. I'll remind you. It's interactions with other human beings, and it's messy and it's sloppy. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not polished. Absolutely. It doesn't not. have a very tight grid on its Instagram. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm realizing, like, I get caught in this too because because I have my you know 25 years experience that I say with such a fucking authority, you know, whatever. Um, it puts me at a disadvantage because I have expectations. And those expectations are preventing me from putting out content because I think it's bad. And, and my client yesterday, Tuesday or whenever, my client the other day is like, well, I have a minor in photography and anytime I want to put a picture up on Instagram, I think about those group crits and like how eviscerating they are as someone as like your whole class is giving you critical feedback on your work. And so like, you know, when asking the question, why aren't you putting out content the way I'm asking you to? The answer is, you know, I have too much experience in photography and it's telling me that I can't put out mediocre photography. No, fuck that. The thing that makes social media attractive is that it's messy. The fact of the matter is, is that we have way, way over indexed on this very polished marketing game and everyone knows it's bullshit. Everyone knows. And the people perpetuating this marketing game, just keep repeating it because they don't literally have nothing else to do. But it's bullshit, we all know it's bullshit. And the second you start making your social media game start to look all polished and fucking gorgeous and shit, like you're some sort of Lisa Frank copy, whatever, it's, it's obvious that you're selling something and you better have an outstanding pitch if that's what you're doing but if you're not, calm the fuck down. Go 
instead of creating content, go in a direction of just documentation. This isn't, you know, for the business. This is for my grandchildren. Or whatever your equivalent of that is, if you do not have children, for example. But it's for, you know, austerity. It's not for the bottom line. And people can tell the difference if you're just full of shit. If you've overpolished it, even if it's not full of shit, it looks like it's full of shit. And no one's gonna, it's just, it's not doing the game. And the other part of the social media and what it is, is the like social interactions. You've gotta get in there and you've gotta be stoked about answering every single comment. You gotta be in there for that social aspect of it and, and, and it happens automatically, but if you're not actually doing it, you're not gonna start to recognize people. And I'm starting to recognize people and like, I know those people, like, they're hey, my mutuals. And like what a mutual is, I like I'm starting to understand what a mutual is and what a mutual is dear audience is the people that follow you back and that engage in conversation with you. The folks that are picking up what you're putting down. Those are your coworkers in the social media space. Those are your rivals, you know? Those are, and it's not a um, competitiveness. Rivalry is not competitiveness. It's different. Rivalry is, is building each other up and helping one another understand. And like every, it's an everybody win game. It's an infinite game, the rivalry. Competition is tearing one another down so that one, one kid wins all. But rivalry is everybody gets better because we push each other to be better. And I'm starting to really feel that now in the social media space. And it's cool. And I swear to God, if uh, Roberto Blake actually listens to my podcast, I will, in fact, need to just take a breath. I won't fangirl all out my face, but... Yeah, you will. <clears throat> if he ever you says like anything right about a podcast, if he says anything about a podcast and any interactions that I have with him, I'm just going to be like... <gasps> okay, just act normal in my head. It's going to be, act normal. So welcome to the podcast, all of my new friends from Twitter. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Um, and it's, you know, welcome to my social party. Like this is the, so this is, this is my party. This is yeah. how I play. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's our segment. Uh, that's good. Here it is, the Rantafesto time, the favorite time, my favorite time of the show. <laughs> and today we are going to talk about the cost of exaggeration. And this came up for me, um, I have, it's an intersection of two different sor sources of information. One of them, I talk about Gary Vee all the time. He said in his podcast that if his, his uh, video person is DRock, and he's like, if DRock was to tell my dad, Sasha, that a video that we did had a million views, but it had 999,998, his dad would never trust DRock again. And I was like, damn, that seems like a really intense statement. And it just sort of stuck with me. And I also get news from all around the world. And I get, you know, Russian news and Chinese news and like stuff that's very obviously propaganda. And I also listen to, like, I understand that on the you know uh, 
liberal coastal person that I am, our news feeds, the more inflammatory sources are going to be Al Jazeera and um, Vice News. And I know that about them. They're sort of like the, you know, Russian TV of the left. And I get it. And I, I listen with that temperance in my, my view of their information. In the coverage of Hong Kong, when we were at 12 weeks, I remembered that like all of the news outlets the week before had been saying, we're at almost three months. And it was confusing to me when we were at 12 weeks of it. And I was like, but last week we were talking about three months and this is less than three months. What are you even talking about? And it was the next week that Al Jazeera was like nearly four months. And I was like, damn, that's it. That's the propaganda angle. All they do is exaggerate. And of course, some old Soviet dude, which is Gary V's dad, if you exaggerate to him at all, he's gonna be like, nah, nope. I don't trust you anymore. And I realized then that the cost of exaggeration is trust. Mm. Well, yeah. And I'm doing my best to stop. It's that boy who cried wolf. That's exactly right. It is that exactly right. It is working yourself up to a fervor over nothing. <laughs> and, it, and, and what exaggeration allows uh, fascists to do is you can exaggerate in every direction and make anything look like anything else or just simply not itself and, and in the news we, they, they've been talking about when analyzing Trump's wealth or whatever there is a conversation within that about how what rich people do is make themselves look poor to the IRS so they don't have to pay as much taxes and make themselves look rich to the banks so that they can get good loans. And there's this exaggeration game that rich people get to play. Mm -hmm. But it's just straight up dishonesty. Mm. And you know, I'm, I feel deeply disillusioned <laughs> and also free. Uh, so that's that's your that's where we're at for me. I'm just like, yeah. whoa. No, for me, when we 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 discussed the topic beforehand, and when I got exaggeration, I was like, wow, what do I? Have, where can I pull for exaggeration? Because for me, like I speak in a lot of uh, abstract terms. Like I I use a lot of poetic imagery when talking with people. Like I'm very soft. <laughs> Very, you know, very flowing. Snuggle work. Snuggle work. It's, it's kind of what I do. But one of the things that I keep an ear out for is uh, something that's like called polarizing thinking. Things are either they're black or they're white. It is or it isn't. Mm. And that, in order to adhere to that, takes some degree of exaggeration. No one ever takes me seriously. Mm. You always... Like, whatever yeah when you hear those sort of indicators that it's like this is the way things are forever and ever amen then that's when my antenna goes up like tell me more about that i want to like, that's where i want to dig in because when you're in that you're locked into that uh polarized thinking it's it's very rigid it has no room whatsoever for nuance and there's this gulf this huge space of possibility 
uh, of ideas, of connections that can happen in the gray. And when you adhere to the, the black and the white, there's no room for the gray. There's no room for growth or even new information. No, no new information, no new possibilities, none of that. You just, you're blind to it because you're holding on to the story of this is what I've created. This is the story I'm going to adhere to because this is the story that comforts me. Um, so that's, that's my take on it, that it's sort of a way to dig hooks into an, an idea on mm. one side or another, like the, and, and hold fast to it mm -hmm. and smooth over the edges or the nuance to make it easier to hold on to that idea. See, this is why we need to release the video because there's so much hand motion happening for yeah. this exchange with, with Courtney yeah, right like now. I'm, I'm doing a lot of... There's grabbing of air and, and bringing it in close. It's just... Be, well, yeah, I talk with my body a lot too. That's, that's kind of just um, hands, body, face, all that. But it is that sort of... It's an idea and you hold on to it like a, like a security blanket, like you can't see me doing right now, but I'm holding on to a security There's blanket. There's for sure like a security blanket position. Yeah. We all know it. Yeah. So that exaggeration makes it, makes it softer, mm -hmm. makes it easier to hold on to. And sometimes you gotta get poked. Sometimes you gotta feel that discomfort and let go of the security blanket. It's okay. I mean, it's unknown. And that's part of what's scary about it. It's terrible. There's all kinds of unknown stuff in the gray, but come play in the gray. Yeah. That's, that's my takeaway. The thing when, think, when sitting with it for me mm -hmm. and realizing, oh, I totally exaggerate all the time. I need to stop doing that. And being aware of when I do it and realizing it's just coming from a place of weird insecurity and like just mm -hmm. trying to polish it up just a little bit here and there and da, 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 that's not, nothing harm just do, 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 you know but strip that back a little maybe bit. if i could just be comfortable with what it was and just be chill with what it is i've been really focused on tiktok and so weird I've been at 16.9 thousand followers for a really long time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I have not been willing to say I'm at 17,000. Cuz it matters. And I've been there for months. Yeah. And it was like before all these like these are all thoughts that have happened in the last couple of weeks all about this exaggeration stuff, but I'm just like being present with those numbers and not giving myself the luxury of rounding up because it's what's the point of that? Like why would I you know, I've 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 listened to enough of the digital gurus to be like, these numbers don't matter enough for me to round up. Mm-hmm. That I just wasn't. Just own it. Yeah. But just being comfortable with what the number is. Instead of feeling a need to round it up. Like I've even instead of like if I need to simplify it, I'll round it down. And see how that feels. Mm. But just being with what is instead of feeling that pull to be like, oh, I just want to just spot clean this little blemish in my world. Nope. Just, you know. Own the ugly. Own the ugly. And it, it's totally in line with the making bad art of just like, nope. Just let's, let's just be instead of having to be beautiful and perfect or whatever the fuck it is, you know? Yeah. Like, especially if the cost is trust. 
fuck. What the fuck have I been doing? It's gonna cost you. So like, that's that's where I'm at. Like that's where yeah. the Rantafesto is. I think we could keep I it really that's... tight and clean for this week. Yeah, I think that's about it. If you have any thoughts about exaggeration and the ways that it impacts you or positively or negatively, I'd love to hear your stories. You or can- Or trust. And trust. You can email us at kindnessecon at gmail.com. Our website is kindnessecon.com. You can find all of our previous episodes, all 23 of them. Oh my God. Boom. Um, and yeah, I am Rebecca Oliveira. You can find me at Bonus Parent Baba throughout the social media spheres. I am Courtney King. I am C King Solutions. That is the letter C K I N G Solutions. Thank you so much for listening. Please take excellent care of yourself and the people and the world around you. Be kind, motherfuckers. I'll see you in the future. Take three. One more. <laughs> Cards. That's better. Yeah. I like that. Okay. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. Less buzzy. Ah. Oh, time for some cards. So this week, our conversation is the cost of exaggeration. Oh that. And that's gonna be our new naming convention, I think. It's just like the costs. The costing the cost. What's it cost? Speaking English. Yeah. What's it cost? What is the real cost? What is the emotional cost? What, what is, is the externalized cost? What's what is the all these things? Yes. What, do what are you, you doing up? to protect it because it's costing you too much? What is the exchange? That. What's it worth to you? Oh. What? Oh. I, mean, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why we have it, two brains in this studio right that's now. That's what it is. Yeah. Hey, there's cards. I yeah. get to pick one. Get it. <sighs> oh, oh. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to bias you. I'm now I'm going to go for something that's all <clears throat> hidden now. This is... Oh. The Empress. It sounds powerful. Okay. Oh. Let's, she's let's got a on. chubby baby. Yes. Oh, the card is super cute. Oh. Mbesecito <laughs> agrees. Ah, all right. So I'm going to read from the book. The Empress. Correspondences. Venus. Keywords, motherhood, natural cycles and growth, uh, mm, creative potential, fertility, harmony, love, sensuality. Those are the positives. Uh, the negatives, vindictiveness, possessiveness, cruelty, hang-ups about one's mother or women in general. Meaning, the empress symbolizes the creative female principle, the joy of life and physical being. She is mother nature and stands for great energy, self-confidence, optimism, and the will to initiate change. Exploring the card. The empress of this deck is a Himba tribeswoman. The Himba combat their harsh climate by covering themselves with a paste made of ochre, butter fat, and resin, which makes them appear as if they were one with the earth on which they walk. The empress has her child casually cradled between her thighs, not denying where he came from. Behind her, we see a dark doorway. 
The Empress is not only the passage through which we enter life, she is also the door that leads us out of it, showing that mother goddesses can take life as well as give it. I brought you into this world, and goddammit, I'll, I'll take, take you back you out right of it. right back out of it. My mother said that to I've me I've heard those times. words. Oh, I've heard those things. Oh, definitely. I feel like that's... I love this card game. It's it good for today. It a lot of things, like both that we talk about on air and the things we talk about off the air. All right, let's get going. <laughs> 